hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Glory to you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Blessed be your name, Lamb of God. Praise to you, Lamb of God. Jesus. Yes, my soul waits on you. Oh, hallelujah. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Mm. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. A blessed morning, everyone out there. Once again, welcome to the Porter's Gate online broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips. Akintola, in case you are not aware, this is another beautiful day. God, amen, has ushered us into. We rejoice and we are glad in it. A blessed morning, my dear sister Priscilla. I hope you had a wonderful night rest. Thank you for connecting this morning. And any other person joining us this morning, I want to welcome you to another live session. Uh, well, um, yesterday <clears throat> I've just been a bit uh, busy trying to do some arrangements in my office here and all of that but it's another beautiful wonderful day i've been having a wonderful time in the presence of god a, a blessed a blessing to you my dear sister uh, catherine this morning thank you for joining also i hope you and the family had a beautiful wonderful night it's another day the lord has made we will rejoice and be glad in him i was just you know about to share with you that i've been having some excellent time in the presence of God. Of course, so busy in the midst of my business. Amen. You know, I, I'm learning some, you know, secrets of how to walk with God, even while, amen, you are occupied, while you are so busy. And of course, as long as we live, as long as we live here on earth, we will be busy because that's just what life is all about. Amen. Life demands that we are, that we engage. Amen. But in the midst of all this, we can come to a point, a place, amen, of quietness, a place of rest, a place of understanding. Excuse me, my, my iPad was upside down. <laughs> you know, a place of quietness, a place where we can, in fact, begin to understand, amen, the heart of God and the mind of God. And by the way, let me just quickly chip, you know, chip this in. We are in the day of the restoration. I hope my uh, mic is loud and clear. Because there's a lot of change here. I'm, I'm, I'm still not done. But this morning I just said I need to share this word with you guys. I'm still trying to fit my office and all of that. Got a, I finally got a, a, um, you know, a bookshelf. My books has been all over, littered all over the place. Finally got a bookshelf that fit into the spot that I wanted to fit into. So I've been doing a lot of arranging and all of that. Yeah, but don't mind me. That's just me. I'll tell you everything. <laughs> so I, I, I was just you know sharing with you that friends we are in a day where the lord amen is restoring our soul and in this order of restoration we need to understand the dynamics okay but before we go into all of that let's pray father we thank you 
We honor you once again this morning for your calling. Thank you, Father, for your impression. Thank you, Father, for your desire. If you're joining us, I want you to be in the mood of prayer right now. This kind of prayer is just to honor God and to adore him and to acknowledge his presence in our life. We just want to acknowledge him this morning. Amen. Wherever we are, we want to thank him. We want to honor him. We want to, yes, express our appreciation to him. Yes. Yes, we're drawing nearer to him. We're drawing closer to him. And every day he's becoming more clearer. Amen. Yes, the fogginess is being removed. Yes, we're having clearer and better visibility. Hallelujah. Of his glory. Yes, his sound is becoming more clearer to our ears. As he walks again within our garden. Yes, we are hearing his footstep. And this time around, we are not going to hide. We're not running away. We want to engage him because indeed we are of his species. She, we are of his, we are, we are of him. We are made of him. Hallelujah, Adam. Where are you? You should have just come out and said, "This is what. This is where I am." Hallelujah, and the whole, you know, a, a story would have changed. <clears throat> but Adam began to give excuse. So we do not come this morning with excuse. We come with our heart open. We come ready. We come prepared. We come this morning to meet with our God. They say, "Be ready to meet your God." How do we how do we prepare ourselves to meet our God? Of course, we have to be washed. They say three days. The people must wash. Yes, they must wash. So we come this morning. Yes, Lord, sanctify, wash by the washing of the water through your word. Your word, oh God, is what cleanses us. Your word is what purifies us. They said, yes, your word has been tried as, as silver is tried seven times in the furnace. Why? Because we want to come to meet with God. Anyone who wants to come meet with God must be ready to be cleansed. Yes, must be ready to be washed, must be ready, yes, to be, you know, to be purified because he is a holy God. And so, Father, we thank you once again this morning for inviting us. If you, have, if you, if you invite us, it means that you have, yes, the resource to cleanse us. The word says, by the blood of the land that we come. Hallelujah. I was just looking at the scripture just before I began to broadcast. Hallelujah. And I'm so excited about this scripture because every time I look at this scripture, it excites me and it gives me, you know, impetus. It gives me a sense of, yes, courage. Hallelujah. Because this, this scripture defines to us the new order. Hallelujah. The new way of coming to God. It, it tells us, yes, where we are, our location in the spirit and in the things of the spirit. Hallelujah. You find it in Exodus, excuse me, in in uh, Hebrews chapter <clears throat> chapter chapter 12 from verse 18. It says for you have not come to a mountain that can be touched that is burning with fire. Amen. To darkness, to gloom and to storm. It, and to trumpet blast to such a voice, amen, speaking words that those who heard it beg that no further words be spoken to them. Because they could not bear what has been commanded. Come on, friends. Now we are able to bear what God is commanding us. You know why? Because he's showing us how to bear, how to receive his command. He's showing us how to align our heart, how to adjust our, ourselves. Hallelujah. How to come with a contrite heart. The issue, amen, of, of man, particularly within the church, is that we have not learned 
Amen. Precisely how to approach God and how to approach the things of God. But in this new day, they are showing us, amen, that it's not just enough, amen, to have, you know, the, the, the right desire. It's not enough to have, amen, the right passion. We have to understand the protocol. We have to understand the values, the principle. We have to understand, amen, the demand and the requires of God. And we have to receive of him, amen, the grace to prepare ourselves. So we can come because when we come and we approach him from that dimension, from that holy hill, from that mountainous order, friends, perspective will change. Life, hallelujah, will be transformed. Jesus taught us this pattern. That's why I keep saying, amen. It took him three and a half years to finish the work of redemption because he understood, amen, the values, the principle of the Father. He knew the mind of God. He wasn't playing hide and seek. He wasn't, you know, playing presumption. He wasn't, you know, you know, engaging the things of God from a position, amen, of try and error. Enough of try and error, friends. It's a brand new day. And they are undressing us. In this new day, they are reclothing us. They are rebranding us. Hallelujah. Our spirit is being equipped. Be informed. Our spirit is being educated. Come on. In this season in time. Hallelujah. If you are serious with what God is demanding. I'm telling you then his arms are open. When the prodigal son was ready to return home. Guess who was standing waiting? The father was waiting. Hallelujah. The father was waiting. This is the attitude that we have come with this morning. He said, draw near to me. There's a way we draw near to him. There's a way we come to him. There's a way we approach him. When you do that, amen, you will not be disappointed. He said, he has not called us to seek him in vain. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. If you're joining me this morning, welcome, welcome, hallelujah. God is doing a new thing in our day. His spirit is, hallelujah, steering us up. There is a need to go further, to go yonder, hallelujah. The Bible says, and Jesus went yonder to pray. Yes, there is a need as the days of darkness continue to, amen, to clamp on men. As we continue to see, amen, the manifestation, amen, of the dark days. We are also rising and pressing further, hallelujah, into Christ where is light, hallelujah. Yes, is, we are pressing into light. This is not the day to be distracted, to be, you know, to be, you know, shaken. No, this is the day to open yourself up, no matter what is happening around you. And it's for this reason we're going to be looking at this concept, amen. I will, my soul waits upon the Lord. My soul waits upon the Lord. I know not too long ago we, we, we spoke on this, but the Lord is also taking me further into some certain things we need to look into because until our soul has come to the place, amen, of finding rest and waiting upon the Lord, amen, even our prayer will be done from a position of presumption. How many times have we prayed and our prayer, hallelujah, is done from a position of our own, you know, a, 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 a position of thinking, from our own understanding of life, from our own, amen, you know, our experience, or from even the experience of others, like I, you know, I shared in my notes, you know, introducing this, this concept. But we want to start to pray from a position, 
that is that is amen from that order that is called amen the ascended order of life hallelujah we want to pray from a position where our spirit yes is 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 well located is well connected amen to the place where we are hearing god hallelujah and we are responding simultaneously we want to pray from a position amen of spontaneous life hallelujah come on friends you see, that was a dimension that people like, you know, Elijah, people like Nehemiah, amen, understood, amen. Those who have gone ahead of us, they, they walk with God. You know why they walk with God? But because their soul has been surrendered. You know, like I know, amen, that the battle of your life and mine, amen, is in the realm of the soul. That's why I said the days we're living are the days of the restoration of the soul. So we want to track what the Father is speaking to us. We want to understand his mind. We want to understand his voice. We want to live our life, hallelujah, from a dimension that is not limited, that is no longer limited. We live in a world that seeks to limit us. But guess what? The word of God is not in prison. The word of God is not limited, as Brother Paul said. Yes, he said, I may be bound. He said, but the word of God is not bound. The position we ought to be functioning from is a position, amen, of limitless possibilities, endless possibility. Why? Because we have come to God. Hallelujah. Nobody comes to God, amen, can be bound or imprisoned, amen, by man or by circumstance or by situation or by, you know, condition. No, you cannot. You're not limited. I hope you understand that Paul wrote, amen, one ton of the scripture from where? From the prison, from the prison. That's the Bible you're reading. Half of the Bible you're reading, one ton of the scripture you're reading, hallelujah. We're reading from the prison. What kind of a dimension of a life that this man understood that we are yet to understand in our day? What kind of a position of, amen, of functioning that Paul, amen, functioned from? Hallelujah. Jesus in Gethsemane, amen, brought his will to surrender to the will of the Father. Not my will, but your will be done. He knew he was going to face death, but he was able to bring, hallelujah, his soul to submit. That is where God is calling you and I to. If we want to function, hallelujah, in this last day with power, with authority. If we want to do the bidding of the law without being afraid of what is going on around us. Listen, there will always be things going on around you. There will always be people, amen, seeking to want to pull you down, seeking to want to kill you, seeking to want to destroy, amen, or nullify, amen, whatever you're doing. Yes, all of that, there will always be, amen, as long as you live in this world. But guess what? In the midst of all that, amen, there is a way of escape hallelujah hallelujah Hebrews 12 18 you have not come so we have to come there what, what do you think we're doing we're going there you have not come amen yes to that mountain no, we're not coming to this mountain there's another mountain we're going and this mountain is not visible it's not something you can touch. It's not something you can see. It's not something you can smell. You can you can feel. You see, that is why we're talking about the making of the spirit. Amen. That's why we're talking about the rebranding. Because our spiritual life has to be awakened. You see, our spiritual understanding, our spiritual identity, our spiritual substance must become real to us. So that when they say, come, you know where you're going. 
When I say follow me, you, you can follow because, amen, you know that we are tracking something that is ancient, something, amen, yes, that, that surpasses, amen, yes, times and season that surpasses the ideas and the philosophies of men, amen. All of the kingdoms of this world, amen, we've seen them collapse. Talk about the Roman Empire, talk about the Grecian Empire, amen. All of, all of the empires in Africa, you know, all the powerful empires. What about the Egyptian Empire, amen, Babylonian Empire. They all rose with power, amen, and pageantry. But where are they today? They've all crumbled. But the kingdom of God is still, amen, standing and is still increasing and is still growing. Because that thing, you can't kill it. We have to track and understand that so that when we pray from that position, amen, of our kingdom identity, not from, you know, something we can see, we can touch, some image, some picture, amen, some God knows what that you're using, that you're trying to know. Your spirit should be able to picture and see the things of God. You don't need any, any, any picture, any image somewhere put, put in your house, amen. You know, people have the image of their pastor, their bishop, or God knows who, and they use it as a point of contact. No, Jesus, hallelujah, should be alive in you. The realities of God should come alive in you so that when you begin to see him, why we look not to the things that are seen? For you have not come. This is not my message this morning, but this is where God, amen, is steering our heart. And we're going to go to the concept of, amen, my soul wait upon the Lord. You've got to come to a day where your soul and mine are armstrong, are brought under, amen, the kingdom, the authority, the government of God. Yes, that's your rebellious soul. <laughs> that soul that does not want to do the bidding of God. That is what is hindering you. From entry into all of God, in, into all that ever. Listen, there are there are inheritance treasures waiting for you. But your soul does not want to go there. The soul, amen, loves the things of this world. Remember the scripture we, we read the last time. Demas has left me because he what? He loved the things of this world. When your soul loves the things of this world, your prayer will be will be motivated, amen. Yes, from that order. You'll be praying, but your prayer, amen, is soulish. <laughs> your relationship will be soulish. Everything you do, amen, will be from that order. For you have not come to a mountain, amen, that can be touched. And that is burning with fire to darkness, to gloom, to storm. This is, this is what some people like. When there is fire, when there is, you know, earthquake, there is thunder. They say, ah, God is there. But even the children of Israel, when they got to this order, they ran away. He said to a trumpet blast, to a, a trumpet blast, amen, to such a voice speaking words that those who heard what was being spoken, they said, no, we can't go further. Bible says because they could not bear it. Bible says if, if, if an, if, if, if a mount, if, excuse me, if an animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned to death, amen. That was the order of the law of that, of that mountain, amen, yes. The Bible says the sight was so terrifying that Moses said, even me, Moses, the almighty Moses, he said, I'm trembling with fear. That's not what God wants us to come into. He said, but you have come to Mount Zion. Come on, let me hear you say Mount Zion. I can hear you. <laughs> Mount Zion. He said, but you have come to Mount Zion. Amen. To the city of the living God. God is building a city. If he's building a city, there must be a nation. Hallelujah. He said, but you have come to where? You have come to Mount Zion. Not that Mount Zion of God knows what. Dead Sisi. Not those Mount Zion people. Are, no, no, no. 
This man Zion is invisible to the carnal eyes. This man Zion, hallelujah, yes, is invisible, amen, to the carnal mind. This man Zion, hallelujah, is a dimension, amen, of a life of the ascended people. This man Zion is a place in the spiritual realm, amen, where God presides. It is the assembly, amen, of the saints. But you have come to Mount Zion, hallelujah, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. Can you see? The pattern of this order you have come. You see, they are coming, but it's an heavenly order. So it's not something that we're going to come into when we die and go to heaven. No, no, no. He said, but you have come to Mount Zion. Amen. To the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. Can you see that? Friends, heaven is all around you. Can you see? Heaven is around you. If you look around your home, you will see heaven. Amen. It is the manifestation of the quality of your spirits. If you have, amen, heaven in your heart, if Christ is in your heart and you allow Christ to function, amen, effectively, properly the way he wants to, amen, not, you, you know, not the Christ that you release only on Sundays. You allow Christ, amen, to touch every, every ounce of your strength that you can't even carry a cup except you know that, amen, he strengthens you. You cannot make a move except, amen, the Lord guides you. When Christ takes over, amen, yes, your spiritual environment, your spiritual life, your, your, your inner life, your thoughts, your mindset, amen, your belief system. When Christ, amen, takes over, amen, yes, your soul, because you have, you have trusted, you have depended on the Lord. I trust in you. My soul waits on you because you have trusted in him. They've taken your own ability and strength. Now you've trust in him. When that happens, that heaven-like order will begin to impact your environment. But you have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands. You think you're alone. Thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly. Angels, messengers. But amen, angelic being and angels, messengers. I am an angel. You know why? Because I've been given a message to you. That's another definition of an angel. To the angel of the church in Philadelphia, right. To the angel of the church, yes. Inside is right. To the angel of the church, yes. Amen. In Ephesus, right. Those were messengers, those were gatekeepers, those were literal people, amen, positioned to sit to the spiritual affairs, hallelujah, yes, of realms and regions. They are angels too. They may not have wings to flap, amen, to fly, but they can also fly in the spirit. They are angels because they are the messengers of God. I'm an angel to you. I'm a, I'm a one giving a message, amen, yes, from the Lord. Angels are messenger from the Lord to give you a word in season, hallelujah, to shape your life, to help you understand what God is saying regarding, amen, this season. That is why when we speak, we speak from a position, hallelujah, of authority. We speak from a position of boldness, not from fear. No, no, we're not intimidated. No, no, no. We speak from a position, hallelujah, of government. We are representing God. I speak from a position of an ambassador, hallelujah. I do not speak from my own mind. I speak, hallelujah, from the mind of Christ. That's why I allow the mind of Christ to regulate, to guide me, to lead me. I don't speak, amen, from 
the position of event. Oh, what's, what's trending? What's going on around you? No, there's a world that I live in, hallelujah. Yes, that regulates what we say, what we speak. From that realm, amen, we speak as an angel. We speak as one carrying, hallelujah, yes, the Dabao of God, the Rema of God, yes, the Logos of God. We speak a word because there's a people, amen, that are part of the city of God. We just read it, amen. You have come to the to the city, the city. If there's a city, there's an economy. <laughs> if there's a city, there's a government, hallelujah. If there's a city, amen, there are administrators, amen. Yes, there's education, come on. If there is a city, you've got to understand how that city works. We are part of them that God is using, amen, to build his city, to build his nation, a nation of priests, we have left, you know, Man Sinai. Unfortunately, there's a lot of a lot of people trying to do Man Sinai. In the day of Zion, they're still doing Man Sinai. <laughs> that's work. That's that's what the Bible call works. That's what you call legalism. When they are calling you to Man Zion, alright? You know what? Because everything that has to do with Man Zion has to do with spiritual reality. We have to touch each other by the Spirit. As I'm speaking, you're touching me by the Spirit. I'm touching you. Hallelujah. You're feeling me by the Spirit. I'm feeling you. You can smell me by the Spirit. I can smell you. Hallelujah. You're hearing me. And what you're hearing, amen, is precisely what, amen, I want you to hear. You're not hearing and you're saying it thunders. Now, I'm not thundering. I'm speaking words, hallelujah, that must be clear to your spirit. Why? Because your spirit, amen, has been schooled, amen, in the school of Manzion. Oh, shalabakayadabalabayade. You've come to Mount Zion. You've come to, amen, thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly. That assembly is not everybody just roaming around. When you say it's assembly, hallelujah, it means that thing is fitted in their rightful order. Hallelujah. In joyful, amen, placement. They're setting themselves in their rightful place. Have you gone to some of our churches? It's, a, it's the very expression of chaos. There's no order. There's no structure. There's no government. There's no administration. I say it is the expression of what? Of chaos. Everything is chaotic. <laughs> one person is screaming here. Yeah, that one is jumping. Oh, I mean, <laughs> joyful, joyful assembly. There's joy, but there is order in the house. <laughs> There's joy, but there is order. <laughs> Amen. Into the church of the firstborn, in case you don't know that this is a church, so they say to the church of the firstborn whose name is written in heaven. Heaven recognize this church, Lord. Thank you for this. He said, You have come to God, so we're not just coming amen, and joining, hallelujah, you know, enjoying ourselves connecting together as the assembly. He said, You have also come to God, you've come to God, you've come to God. I'm reading scripture here, you've come to God, the judge of all, the judge of George Bush. The judge of uh, Ben Laden, the judge of Obama, the judge of Cyril Ramaphosa, hallelujah, the judge of all. The one who has judged the queen that died, amen, and, and, uh, and King George is going to judge him, hallelujah, yes. The judge of all the mafians, amen, is going to judge the world. The Bible says he will judge the, the living and the dead. You bow before this God, Elohim is his name. The judge of all. You've come to him. 
We've come to God. Friends, this is the heart of what we're talking about. We're coming to God. When we assemble, we're coming to God. When I come like this on this platform, we're bringing a message from, from Yahweh. Do you know that? They've come to, to, to God. The judge of all. To the spirit of the righteous made perfect. This is what I'm trying to track when I talk about the making of the spirit. <laughs> we'll get there. But, but welcome, welcome. If you're coming, if you're joining us, I'm just trying to wet your spirit. I'm trying to awaken you. I'm trying to help you to hear the sound. Morning by morning, awakens my ears to, to hear like one that is being what? That is being instructed. Heaven is instructing us. So we know how to track our journey. So we know how to walk the path today. Hallelujah. Morning by morning, he awakens my ears to listen. I'm listening. Speak, Lord speak that's why he said when you wake up in the morning i'm listening now now i'm coming into the message i have for the day morning by morning awakens my ears to listen it is not you going to speak hallelujah there's a prayer where <laughs> you go and speak but there is a prayer heaven is calling us into there's a realm there's a condition of our spiritual growth and maturity where they're calling us now to know how to listen how to wait upon on the Lord so that when you speak your voice amen your voice amen is not super imposing itself on the voice of God your voice is not climbing down it's not shutting down the voice of God God say keep quiet I want to speak to you my soul waits on the Lord hallelujah hallelujah let's start with some 130 I wait for the Lord did you see the way God is God is helping us? Did you just see the way God helped us now? I started by exalting you. And then the word takes us back to, amen, the message he gave me for today. God is, God is, God is great. You see, that's how you track God. If you can't see God in all of these little things, look at me. If you can't see God in these little things, things that you don't see as, you know, consequential, things you don't, you take for granted, you don't even recognize, then you don't understand the comings of God. God will be coming to you, amen, in seconds. You see, under a few seconds, God has come to us. He has given us direction, clarity. That's what happened when you wait on the Lord, when you depend on Him. You see, He gave me a word, amen. My soul waits upon you. As I was about to start the message, amen, He said, go to Hebrews, amen. Go to Hebrews 12, amen, 20, you know, 22. We started from that, amen, and then that led us. You see, He is the builder of the house. This is how God builds the house. This is how God builds the house. If I just started, amen, just started with the scripture that I have in mind, amen, you would not have picked the full, you know, reality, the full essence of what God wants. Maybe this word, just looking at Hebrews, maybe there's somebody that needed to hear this first to understand this other one we're going to, you see, precept upon precept, line upon line. Listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. If you are not quieting in your soul, you will not understand the building structures and the building protocols of the spirit. You'll be doing all kinds of things. You'll be so busy, but you are not, you are not aligning. You, you, are, you are not, amen, precise. You are not accurate. Like they were using the apostolic. You are not accurate. You are not accurate. 
accurate amen in the in the speakings of god in the dealings of god because your spirit is trying to run ahead and your soul is going you know the other direction you have to bring yourself to the order and to the structure of the spirit hallelujah that's what we're talking about it takes it's gonna take people who are spiritually disciplined to engage this season in time we cannot engage this season amen with frivolosity amen you know with you know a zeal that is not aligned to amen the demand of god you know there's a zeal that is foolish there's a zeal that is childish we all need zeal but this zeal must be mature and that zeal yes must still reflect amen being 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 a child because without being a child you can't enter the kingdom okay not like you not like some people that i know all right because of being spiritual they're like <coughs> so so that is being spooky that is not being spiritual being spiritual is like a child you have that you know you have that passion that longing that zest that running around but yet you are regulated because your child your childhood understanding amen yes is mixed with wisdom and maturity without being your child you can't enter the kingdom but when you enter the kingdom you need the mindset amen of maturity amen to handle the things of the spirit are you tracking me? And are you tracking the spirit? Are you getting something? I wanted to say something now, but it's fine. Let's 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 go to the scripture. We're learning something. We're learning. We're in a day of of learning. I spoke to somebody not too long ago. This brother has been tracking me on you know on on Facebook. So I had a chat with him. I said, so how do you see what we're talking about? You know, how do you see our, you know, our channel, our program, and all the things? With he said, this is his exact word. He said, I'm learning and I am unlearning. Well, I said, we're all learning and unlearning. He said, I'm learning, but I'm also unlearning things. Very accurate. Because the day we're living, they're calling us to unlearn so many things that we have learned. While they are teaching us new things, brand new things, hallelujah. Things we have never seen before. He said, I will show you great and mighty things that you know not of. Paul put it this way. He said, the things that have not entered the heart of men. <laughs> the things that have not entered the heart of men. This thing we speak them by the spirit. It takes spiritual people to understand spiritual things. Hallelujah. For the choir master, according to Juditam. Juditam is the is is Juditam amen, is the choir master. He's the music director, if you will, amen, of, of, of David. Uh, you mean David was the organizer? Yes. A psalm of David, amen. Listen, a psalm of David. In God alone, my soul find rest. Friends, <laughs> well, one thing I know that is not all true to me. I want to come to this point where, amen, in God alone, I find rest. Maybe you have gotten to that point. Kudos to you. I salute you. 
But I have not fully gotten gotten to this point. I'm trying. I'm pressing in. And that's why, amen, I'm focusing on these things in God alone. My soul find rest. You know what that means? That is huge. Why we begin to unpack, amen, what this means in God alone. My soul finds rest. My desire my longing, my passion, my ambition. It's, it's good to have ambition, but that ambition, amen, must seek to fulfill, amen, the vision of God. Yes, ambition is a driver. Your ambition must be to fulfill the will of God. You can't have ambition in your own desire, in your own self. Then that thing is going is gonna, is gonna to lead you to crash. It's going to lead you to destruction. Hallelujah. Are you tracking with me? In God alone, my soul find rest. Listen to the other one. He said, my salvation comes from him. Now that word salvation does not mean, amen, the day you gave your life to Jesus. That word salvation means everything you need, hallelujah, yes, to sustain you, to provide for you, to protect you, and to do, amen, the bidding of God. Salvation also means strength. My strength comes from the Lord. Salvation also means, hallelujah, deliverance. Salvation means a way of escape, hallelujah. Are you with me? Are you tracking? Are you still with me? In God alone, my soul find rest. My salvation comes from him. Verse 2. He alone, he alone, God alone is my rock and my fortress, my salvation, my deliverer, my sight, my wisdom, my knowledge, my understanding. Amen. My provision. Yes. <laughs> The one, him alone is the one that gives me excitement because, uh, yes, my joy comes from him. Have you noticed that church we just read now? That's Manzion Church. Can you see that there's joy there? The joy is not in things. The joy is not in, you know, what you have built. The joy does not come from amen, what you have been able to gather. Hallelujah. The joy comes because, amen, these people are assembled in a place where God dwells. Oh, Father, bring us to this day. Bring us to this order. Are you with me? He alone is my rock and my salvation. The rock means he's my foundation. He's my, he's my stability. He's the footing of my life. Everything my life is built upon. Amen. He establishes it. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. So, these are the manifestation, amen, of one who puts, amen, his trust in the Lord. But to put your trust in the Lord, amen, your soul first must learn to what? Wait on the Lord. Hey, friends, this is where the work comes. It's, it is a work, a work that comes with severe discipline. Now you understand why, amen, we've been doing some of those teachings, right? On discipline, yes. Spiritual discipline is necessary. If you're going to, amen, walk, hallelujah, with God. If you are not disciplined, you cannot walk with God. You cannot fulfill, hallelujah, 
the purpose of God, the intentions of God, the counsels of God for your life and for your generation. It's impossible because indiscipline stops you, amen, hinders you, puts you in a, in a prison where you cannot go out. You are not mobile into us, the things of God. So now you understand when we begin to talk about amen. There's the need for discipline. The need where we need to be disciplined. So that we can produce amen. The harvest of righteousness. Now this message this morning. What we're tracking this morning amen. Has to do with the place of prayer. The place amen of knowing the presence of God. Because you see. Maybe I should not jump. Let's continue. Let's continue. Alright. Sorry, sorry, that's the wrong one. Okay, let's go to the next scripture. Okay, we just finished this one. Let's go to Psalms. Uh, um. Let's go to Psalm, um, Psalm 130, 130 verse 5. I wait for the Lord. My soul does wait. And in his word, I put my hope. My soul. I want you to see them, how many times David, amen, is referring to his soul. David understood something that many of us today are still, we, we, you see, to, to master the spirit is to tame the soul, to surrender and to do the bidding of God. To master the act, hallelujah. Of spiritual life, of spiritual breakthrough, of spiritual, amen. Yes, uh, uh, acceleration, amen. Is to bring, is to is to be awakened, hallelujah, amen. In the reality of how, amen, your soul can interfere and can influence the advancement of your spiritual life. Nobody can tell me that they are truly spiritual if they have no understanding of the operations. In fact, let me let me rephrase this of the dark operations, amen, of the manipulative and intimidative hallelujah, nature of their soul. Remember that when man fell, when you and I fell, we didn't just fall into the world, amen. We fell into our soul, amen, which comprises of amen. Yes, the knowledge of this world, the knowledge of this world is not found in some you know uh, mountain, God knows where. Some no, no, the knowledge of this world, amen, comes from the fallen nature of man from his soul. When the Bible talk about the knowledge of this world, the wisdom of this world, the wisdom of this world, amen, is located somewhere. Where? In your soul. All the diabolic leaders that have caused trauma upon the earth, amen, from all these wicked kings and empires that had ruled the world, all of them, amen, got their inspiration from their fallen kana. Adamic nature because that point and place, hallelujah, always agree with the inspirations of the devil. You will never be able to live a breakthrough spiritual life if you have not learned to tame your soul. Never. The major work in this season has to deal with amen. The issues of the soul. 
You see, when David said, he restores my soul, he knew, he knew what he was talking about. You know, we just read that song, hallelujah. He restores my soul. He leaves me beside the still water for his name. Ah, 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 ah. Uh, David is speaking from a position of experience. We preach from a position, amen, of biblical truth. But we don't have the experience that supports, that backs, amen, what is written. Behind all that is written, there's an experience. It is that experience I believe you and I, amen, should be seeking to track. Because when you understand why Jesus cried, amen, in, the, in, the, in Gethsemane, and you understand the things that Paul was speaking about, and you understand these things, amen, it helps you to look into yourself and to know how to what? Yes, how to roll off your sleeve as you deal with the issues of your soul. Because listen, the devil doesn't mind you, amen, be happy for the next three, four months or six months of your life. Hallelujah. He doesn't mind just releasing, you know, you know, uh, 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 the, you know, the punch. He will just, no, no. In fact, what he does is he, he withholds the punch. And now you just come, you're, you're wrecking. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm spiritual. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> they say, look at him. You don't know they've set a trap for you. Because there are issues within your life that regulate your soul that you have not dealt with. So they set a trap for you. It could be a Delilah. It could be a Jezebel. It could be a Balak. Remember Balak? <laughs> it was Balak who said to Balak, Here's money. Come. Do my bidding. Go and prophesy against these people of God. I think a lot of men of God in our day are falling into the trap of Balak. They want money. <laughs> Whatever you have not dealt with will be waiting for you as a trap in the future to entrap you. So it's not enough just to run and be making noise. Hallelujah, yes. No, no. This is the day of the restoration of the total man. And when the day of the restoration of the second man, excuse me, of, you know, of the second order, which is your soul, so that, amen, they can pave the way for us to do what? To enter into the third day, into the third order, into the third dimension where God lives. We have been seeing the shadows of God. Now, when we go beyond the veil and enter into the holies of holy, we will behold him, hallelujah, without a shadow, without a turning shadow. We will see him and we will become like him. He so said, when you see him, you will be like him. You'll be like him. You'll be like him. You want to be like him or do you just want a gift? <laughs> we need to start to ask this question in the days we're living. Come on, friends. If your soul is still alive, you can be very gifted, very gifted. Ah, but you're vulnerable. All they need to do is to find your soft spot. <laughs> and, and the rest is, set, you know, is history. <laughs> Did you hear that said? All they need to do is to find everyone has got a soft spot. Including Elijah. Elijah said, <laughs> by this time tomorrow your head will be given 
excuse me, Jezebel said to Elijah, by this time tomorrow, your head will be given just as you have done to these prophets who are feeding on my table. Ah, Elijah, by this time tomorrow, listen, Elijah had not even seen Jezebel when that word came. They just sent a message and Elijah, the man of God, the one that called fire down from heaven, the one that destroyed armies and all of this, the, the same Elijah, he has not changed. He's the same man. But something had happened to him. They had weared him out. If the enemy can wear you out, then the enemy can strike you. By this time tomorrow, Jezebel said, your head will be given to the vultures to feed on. And the man of God, <laughs> all he could think of was not to run to God, which of course he could have done. The Bible says he ran away. Iran. I hope you understand that Elijah was not afraid of Jezebel. But Jezebel connected to something in the in the heart, in the life of Elijah that Elijah had not dealt with. Oh God, help me here. I don't know if I'm speaking to the right people this morning. Women, it could be your beauty. It could be your sense of singleness, your loneliness. You need a husband in your life. That is an entrapment. could be the fact that something you are expecting some you know in your marriage you're expecting the fruit of the womb and uh, you've been waiting 10 years you know 15 years ah what kind of a god is this we've been praying that need can open a soft spot are you hearing we're talking about amen the restoration of our soul my soul wait i know you can pray I know you can pray. <laughs> but as your prayer, amen, come as your prayer comes from the point where what you pick from the presence of God, what you hear from the God, from the presence of God, is what is motivating you. Or is it the prayer, hallelujah, amen, that that amen, is motivated by your need, amen. Prayer motivated, amen, by what you watch on TV and prayer motivated by what the man of God preached and said because prayer listen to this our prayers are motivated by all kinds of things let me tell you in fact if you read some of the notes and if you read my note the note that i put amen on this on this on this message i've said it there it's there all right you see our prayer can be motivated amen from how the man of god yes you know paint the image of god to you the you know the emphasis of the message that have been preached to you yes those are the those are the you know, if you will, the, the material that inform sometimes I will pray. If you if you pray from if you pray, if excuse me, if you've been to a religious church, they're very religious there, and everything around, amen. There are demons and there are spirit pursuing you. You know, there's a spirit from your mother's side, you know, seeking to destroy you and all of that. And, and if you come from a church where all these things, amen, are what you are hearing every day, how do you think you're gonna be praying? <laughs> And, and if you come from an environment where there is acute poverty, acute poverty, and every day we come to church, the man of God is, we are going to break through in the name of Jesus. And all his message is 10 principle, amen, to financial God knows what, you know, and 10 principle for you to make it to America, for 10 principle for you to break... <laughs> Why do you think your prayer is going to be motivated? You cannot be feeding, amen, on soulish message and suddenly your prayer, hallelujah, is motivated by heaven. Never! 
Amen. Your prayer is the extension of what you have been feeding your spirit. Oh, somebody doesn't like me this morning. He <laughs> won't like what I'm talking about. Are you hearing what I'm saying? My soul does wait. And in his word, I put my hope. Listen, there's a difference between putting your hope on the word of God and putting your hope, amen, on a teaching or on a message that is not biblically sound, that is not scripturally sound. I'm telling you, for the next 40 years, you'll be roaming the same mountain. Because that message, amen, has derailed you, has, has, has sent you on a goose chase. That's why you should be very careful, amen, where you feed your spirit. Because, listen to this, whoever, amen, whoever influences your spirit, influences, amen, yes, your spirituality. Meaning, influences how you look at prayer, how you understand fasting, what you understand by meditation. All of the tools that heaven has given to us to enhance, amen, our walk with him and our walk with the world, with ourselves, amen, yes, are corrupt and compromised because, amen, yes, the, the people who represented God to you never handled the word of God with truth. They had an agenda. And the agenda sometimes is, a, is an honest one. The man doesn't just know. He doesn't know, amen, because what he's preaching is what has been passed down to him. So generations have come and gone preaching the same thing but are not aligning to the will of God. And you also continue. But hey, you're so far from the truth. How can you be praying but you don't have the truth in your life? So how do you pray? There are people that are honestly, they are sincere but they are sincerely wrong. There are those that are deliberate. They, they know what they're doing. They, they really want to derail you so that they can continue to milk you. But there are so many. They, they're very honest. Honest. But they're honestly wrong. But when somebody begins to speak to you about the issues of your soul. Excuse me, when last did you hear a message that deals with the issues of the soul in the church? <laughs> because most people have not been exposed to this dimension. The soul was not meant to be rebellious. But unfortunately, the soul is rebellious. And the soul will fight. Excuse me, when Jesus said to Peter, after Peter, amen, it's just expressed an honest word. You're not going to die. We won't let you die. And Jesus looked at Peter and turned to Peter and said, Get thee behind me, Satan. Who was Jesus speaking to? Jesus was speaking to something that Satan had grabbed within the soul of Peter. Get thee behind me, Satan. He was facing, he was looking at Peter, but he was addressing Satan. How did Satan, amen, borrow the voice of Peter? Hello? We have more soulish Christians today than spiritual Christians. That's the truth. If you want to hear the truth, that's the truth. 
Let me repeat what I've said. We have more soulish Christian living on earth today. In fact, we have more soulish message, soulish pastors, soulish apostles. Now, somebody may think, well, he's saying this because he doesn't want, no. I want you to see my face. We have soulish prophets, soulish pastors, soulish bishops, amen. All of the things we define and we call church today, are, most of them are run soulishly. You know why they're soulish? Because we never consulted God. And when we say we're consulting God, it's another God that is speaking to us because our soul has not been laid on the altar. They said, these are the, they said, these are the soul. <laughs> Who has been beheaded? They've been beheaded. Hallelujah. When your, soul, when your soul has not been beheaded, when you have not been beheaded, how can you hear God? That's why I said, oh, back in the day, we would preach a message that, oh, Herod killed, Herod, you know, killed, you know, uh, 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 John the Baptist. <laughs> and that was, that was true. He, he, I mean, he beheaded John the Baptist. But I believe, hallelujah, that's me. I believe that God allowed Herod to behead John the Baptist so that those wrong ideas that, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, 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 John was nothing about, about the Messiah. Are you the one to come? Or oh, she will be expecting another one. This is the one that was sent, hallelujah, to prepare the, to prepare the way of the Lord. He was the voice in the wilderness, hallelujah, to prepare the way of the Messiah. And in prison, he began to uh, doubt. Hey, are you the one to come or should we expect another one? They employed error. Just like I would say, don't you know, Satan is but amen, uh, an instrument in the hand of God. Satan cannot destroy you. They can only use him to refine you. Oh, it's just but an instrument in the hand of God to refine you. No matter what the enemy takes or, or, or done to you, should not impact your spirit to the point where you begin to say, but God, where are you? But God, why did you allow this? It means you don't know God yet. You don't know him. You don't know him. Job understood a bit of him. But when the challenge intensified, <laughs> that knowledge was shaking a bit. Woo! Because the same Job who says, Blessed be the holy name of God. The, the Lord gives, the Lord takes. The same Job, when the problem, when the pain began to intensify, began to cause the day was born. Are you getting it? Issues of the soul, if only we can understand these things. John, John, John the Baptist. We say, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the whole world. He could identify him. He identified him in Jordan. He baptized him. The same John said, Go and ask him. <laughs> Just go and ask him. I tell you, John was not having a good day on that on that particular season. John earlier had been hijacked. The soul of John had been hijacked. I remember when your soul, amen, takes over the position of the spirit, it gives leeway, amen, yes, for the accuser of the brethren to speak. I can say this from experience. So I know what I'm talking about. It's not the easiest place to come. That's why you have to grow. They, we have, they have to grow us. They have to develop us. We have to be willing to grow into this order of a life. Jesus said, go tell him. The blind see. The blind, amen, see. 
the dead are raised. Amen. The needy are, you know, are, 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 you know, are ministered to. Amen. Blessed is he that is not offended because of me. So what did we find in John? Ah, offense. Offense will come. Many of you are offended because of certain expectation amen, that has not been fruitful, that has not yielded. Yes. Yeah. Even, even if you don't say it, you know you're offended. Amen. <laughs> yeah. You're offended. And all of that is part of what they want to deal with. When, when David said, my soul, because how we behave, how we think, our perception our understanding about life, about God, amen, yes, about ourselves, about family, you know, challenges, needs, pain, domestic needs, you know, fight between husband and wife, amen, between you and your children, all of those things has to do with, amen, how you have been configured to see within your soul realm, how you handle things. Think about it. So when David said, my soul waits, it's the best place you can be. Because <laughs> David wasn't just waiting, you know, I'm just waiting. No, he was waiting for a response from God. He was waiting for an answer. He was waiting, amen, yes. When you come, I, I, I made a statement in my notes. I don't know if I've got it here. Let me see if I can quickly uh, uh, read it out for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Huh, yeah. Let me re quickly read it out for you. Waiting upon the Lord is a type of a prayer that allows us to box. To bask in the mag magnificence of God, in the splendor of God, in the majesty of the Father. It is a time, you know, when you wait on the Lord, it's a time we are called to reflect our thoughts, amen, and rest our soul and our faculty on the sovereignty of God. You know, when you're waiting upon somebody, you're not supposed to be talking. You're supposed to be listening like a waiter. Amen. When a waiter waits on you, amen, he's, he's just standing, amen, waiting on the next thing you are going to say or what you're going to demand. Hallelujah. So you're waiting, hallelujah, in the position of the sovereignty of God. You, you get to know God from a dimension. As we remain still in his presence for God to respond. In this place, amen, of captivated beauty, power, and wisdom of God, we are correctly and effectively, amen, aligned and directed, amen, to speak back to God. And this can be defined, amen, as the prayer of contemplation or meditation. I'm reading from my notes. And then I went for, the, I said, more often than not, we define prayer as approaching, amen. We define prayer as approaching the Lord with our own sense of need and desire. Our prayers are defined, amen. Yes, by approaching God with our own sense of need and desire. And I was earlier explaining that. Alright? The things people have said to you, the what you have read, hallelujah, maybe even what you've read in the Bible. 
the messages you have read, all of that have become the culmination of how you view yourself, which of course then defines your what? Your requests. Many of the things that you are requesting, that you are seeking God, amen, you know, to, to do for you in prayer. If you had gone back, if you go back to those things and look, look at them, you know, you know, with a deep sense of spiritual understanding, you realize that uh -uh, this this one is not supposed to go to God. This prayer, this prayer, no, 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 no. Let's let's take this one back. Are you getting the point? Our request for God's intervention is based on our own understanding of what we want God to do, how we want God, Amen, to move or to intervene in our life, or even in the life of our family or other people, or even in our nation. Amen. Then I went for, I said, in this type of prayer, we use our own knowledge, our own wisdom, our own understanding, which, amen, we have gained from studying God's word or from the experiences, amen, we, we, have, we have heard about life. Then, of course, we form prayer requests from out of, out of those things, or else how do, we, how do you develop prayer requests? How do you come to uh, the conclusion that this is a prayer request? This is something I need to take to God. This is something I need God to do for me. Hallelujah. Did somebody get that? That's just, you know, the first phrase that I just quoted. I'm going to round up now. But you see, when you pray from this position, most of our prayer is presumptive. Those prayer, amen, are born from a position of assumption. All right? Are born from a position where our sight is still partial. We have sight, but that sight is partial. And when you pray from a... Thank God for the mercy of God. Come on, friends. Is that no reason why we, we daily amen, ask God for his mercy and we, and we appreciate him for his mercy? Because if you pray from this kind of prayer, amen, God is going this direction and he wants you to go that direction. But your prayer point amen, is leading south. And God said, but that's not, the, that's not you know, my will for you. All right? But you can't see that because your soul, amen, has not learned to what? To wait on the Lord. When your soul waits on the Lord, ah, the things of the Spirit becomes clear. And the point that I'm making is, from this position where you wait, that is the position where you begin to talk back. That's a type of prayer. Prayer of contemplation. That's the point where you begin to respond back. Oftentimes I do that. When I wake up in the morning, sometimes when I wake up in the morning, you know, I'm just ready to you know, to, 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 to hit the ground, amen. Oftentimes, maybe that's intercession. But I think true prayer, amen, has to do with contemplation, has to do with your connectivity, has to do with what God, amen, you know, is saying to you for the day, how God wants to lead you, amen, the things he wants you to do. Amen, that's different from, well, uh, there's something that is wrong in this area, in that, you know, you know, realm, you know, in this situation, and we need to engage it in God. So you execute the judgment that is written. But that is different from, Father, what's your voice for me? What's your plan for today? What's your desire for me? That you will have to do from a position of when you wake up, you begin to contemplate. You're not saying anything, but your mind, your thoughts, hallelujah, now is roaming the realm of God, hallelujah, is, is, is ruminating on, yes, the majesty of God. That's the way to start prayer. You start by, amen, yes, uh, you know, magnifying God. You start by envisioning, yes, his glory, his beauty, his majesty, his awesomeness, yes. In fact, it's from that place that you begin to express thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. 
thanksgiving come from an image, amen, from an, from an image that you have about God, about his ways, about his will, about his counsel, about the things he has done. You woke up into a brand new day, a life earlier. You begin to see how wonderful this God is, how glorious he is, amen, how powerful he is, amen. You've not asked anything. You're just thinking of him. Your mind is set on him, set on his kingdom, on his power, on his glory, on his majesty, on his wisdom, on his dealings. Amen. All of that steers something from you. It brings out something. My soul waits. Let's, 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 let's round off. Amen. On this point. I, I, I think I've made a point. My soul waits. Try this prayer. You wake up in the morning. Focus your mind on God. Just focus. And I know this is going to take, you know, discipline. I know that. I know that. So that's why I, I tell you the truth. I'm not going to say, oh, it's going to, no, no, it's not going to be easy. Because you see, particularly when, you know, we're very indisciplined about the state of our mind. Our mind cannot be set on an object, on a particular thing. More than, more than, amen, more than a minute. Because there's something else, and, and this is scientifically proven. There's something else that is taking your attention, all right? Yes, you focus on this, you focus on that, you're, uh, then you're there. And that is why at the end of the day, amen, we don't really produce anything. We, we're, too, we're too busy. We can't hold on to a thought. Can, how, how long can you hold on to a thought? Particularly if that thought, amen, is not carnal. <laughs> the only time we can hold on, amen, on a thought, amen, if it is when that thought, amen, is seeking to do our own desire. When you want something that you know, amen, that your soul wants, <laughs> your soul will continue to remind you. So <laughs> that thing will continue to come back. All right. Yeah. Until, until what? Until you do it. Have you noticed, amen, that when a thought, amen, or yes, when a thought captures our attention, the result is always an idea. And that idea becomes an action. If you start thinking about something that you want, practical, you start thinking about something that you want, and you give it enough time, to the point that that thought now begins to, you know, regulates your faculty. Your body naturally begins to move, begins to, amen, yield itself towards the manifestation of that thing. It's just that simple. So when we talk about, amen, your soul waiting, they're saying bring your faculty, bring your mind, bring your thought, amen. Bring everything that you are, amen. And focus it on God. And keep it focused. You know how we start to even pray sometimes. While you're praying. Then a, another thought. Just you know get crash. The place of prayer. And suddenly you change you know. The focus of that prayer. Yeah, you went to this one. Meanwhile you have not. You have not, you've, you've not done justice. To this you know. Prayer point to this issue. Your mind is like this. You've got to learn, hallelujah, how to start to train your thought to focus on one thing after the other. 
particularly if it's something that you know is critical that you need, amen, that you need to do. Alright? So, people who wrote these things, they are not frivolous. They are not here and there. They are very disciplined. And God is calling us in this season because this is how we are going to prosper in this season. This is how we are going to break through in this season. This is how we are going to, hallelujah, because listen, your thoughts regulate your environment, regulates your realm, regulates your life. Your position of governmental authority, hallelujah, is the position where your thoughts surrender to the authority of what God, amen, has informed your spirit. So your thought agrees. When your thought, amen, comes into agreement with what God, amen, require or demand for a season and your body start aligning, my God, you begin to see change and transformation in the natural realm. The thought governs the natural realm. So if, if your thought now begins to align with the word of God, with the will of God, you become heavenly. You become, amen, truly an heavenly citizen. Because an heavenly citizen is one, amen, that is ruled, regulated, motivated, guided, amen, by the mind of the Spirit, the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Let me stop. Father, we thank you. What more can we say to these things? All we ask, oh God, is you will teach us how to pray in this season. We want to pray prayers that are motivated, not from our falling kind of soulish realm. We want to pray from the realm where we are truly governed via the life of your spirit. A point and a place where our love, yes, comes from the order. Yes. Of your will. Teach us how to remain, to abide, to stay ourselves on what your spirit request and desire from for us help us not to be frivolous not to be fleshy not to be carnal not to be jumping and hopping here and there within the state of our mind yes help us oh god to learn to train to train ourselves train our mind train our thought train our soul so our prayer can be effective they say the effectual effective fervent prayer of the righteous righteousness is a state of the mind as much as righteousness is a standing before God righteousness is a state of the mind you can't have a standing before God if your mind is wandering if your mind is wandering here and there come on can you see that our job is cut out for us our job is cut out for us Come on. We need some word coming from the command center of heaven in this new day. Spirit of God, we thank you. Lord, we honor you. May your kingdom continue to come. May your will be done in our life. Lead us to pray effectively. Lead us to pray effectively. Make us effective believers. Effective followers of Christ. This is what we desire. This is what we ask. Help us to stand 
in the order of them who journeyed with you. Count us among them who have learned to yield their faculty, their mindset, their belief system on you. This is our prayer. This is our desire. We don't want to be captured by the flesh. We don't want to surrender to what we think or feel or the things that have been impressed upon our heart by people who are not aligning with your will. We don't want to carry and run with philosophies and ideas that are not birthed from a position of sound biblical culture. So we pray this day, O oh God, that you will knock off from our minds, from our lives. Yes. Projections, ideas, values, principles that will estrange us, that has estranged us from the order of your spirit. We ask you, O oh God, to cleanse us, to wash us. We surrender to the detergent, the, the, the detergent of your spirit. We surrender to the cleansing power of your word. Yes. Clean them, cleanse them by your word. Your word is true. Clean us, purify us. Help us to have a standing before you so that we can have, yes, a mind that is set to carry out, to execute your values, your intention, regardless of how complex or how simple they may be. Thank you, Lord, that this day our minds are being renewed. We are being, yes, reprogrammed. We have the authority of your word. Your word, yes, is what changes us. The scripture says, yes, the word of the Lord has the power to convert the soul. Come on, have you read that before? The word of the Lord has the power to convert. Yes, the word of the Lord is just converting the soul. Convert us. Change us inside out. Make us worthy. In this day where men are standing before you, we want to be part of the company of them standing. Our thoughts, yes, yes, join with the thought of righteous men and women. We bless you, Father. We honor you. We glorify your name. That your kingdom will continue to come in all the various facets and dimensions of the coming. We are ready to receive as we welcome you into every dimensions of our of our faculty we want to be more like you christ we want to be more like you in everything but first in the way we think we receive the mind of christ my soul waits upon the lord hallelujah thank you thank you thank you no one among us will be feeble we refuse to be feeble-minded we refuse to be crippled we refuse to be limited we refuse to be benchmarked, yes, by the state of our thought. We yield our soul. We declare our spirit rises up in the authority, yes, of who, of who you have made it to be. Gov governing the realm, governing, hallelujah. We are people of power, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. But Lord, we don't just say this. We know this is who we are because we see it. We feel it. We know it. Hallelujah. Come on, friends. Bless his name. Glorify him. Oh, hallelujah. Thank him for what he has done once again. My soul waits upon the Lord. This is the day of the restoration of the soul. 
Our faculty is being renewed, is being restored. Every part of our being right now is being regulated, yes, by the command of heaven, by the proclamations of heaven. Hallelujah. Man shall not live by bread alone. We move beyond bread alone ministry. We have come to the day where our life is governed by every word proceeding from your mouth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Come on, bless his name, friends. Bless his name. Give him glory. Give him give him praise. This is good word this morning. Hallelujah. Feed on this word. Let this word lead you and guide you. Embrace the life of this word. Let this word, come on, begin to regulate your thought right now. Bind your mind yes, to this truth. Bind yourself to this counsel. Let your life today begin to receive, yes, new sense of direction. Start moving in the direction of what heaven has laid before us this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Glory to Jesus. Father, we thank you. We honor you for what you have said. We appreciate you for this word. May you, may you continue to come to us as the former and the latter rain. Continue to pour down, yes, your spirit upon us that we may be a people ready, a people prepared a people aligned, a people empowered. Via your spirit is the day of the spirit of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. That was the proclamation of our master. He said the spirit of the Lord is of, of the Lord God Almighty is upon me for he has anointed me. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Father, for fresh anointing. That is one of the things the Lord spoke to me this morning. Now let me maybe maybe let, let me let me drop this before I go. When you wait upon the Lord, what happens is Amen. They begin to lubricate your engine. They remove the old oil. I'm not talking about fuel now. Fuel you get from the place of your prayer. When you pray, you get fuel. Amen. Yes, to run. But you cannot just run. The car does not run on, on petrol, on, on, on fuel alone. The car also run, amen, yes, on fresh, fresh oil. It's called engine oil. If your oil, amen, is black and dark, it impacts the state and the condition of the car. Now, listen to this. To get oil, you have to learn to wait upon the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. The strength, hallelujah, speaks of so many dimensions, energy. I, I, I see, that, that's the second part that I didn't even touch. And I'm not going to touch it, but I'm just, I'm just introducing this dimension. If you want, amen, your car to remain sound, to last, not just to move. A lot of people just think about, let's just move, huh? Just put another fuel. But have you checked the engine oil? Come on, friends. God is doing a new thing our day. And we will continue to surrender and yield ourselves in divine instruction. When you are a Christian that is always thinking about the fuel, you are ever looking at the, at, at the fuel gauge. But you are not looking at the condition of the car. One, one of these days, the car is going to knock. Your engine is going to knock. 
So we don't want to make that mistake. We want to, amen. Yes, have a nice car that can speed, but that can that is also sound. The engine is sound. Hallelujah. Come on. Oh, glory. What an analogy this morning. What an analogy. We bless the Lord. Father, we thank you for your voice, your counsel. Thank you for your coming. We appreciate you. Oh, thank you, Father, for everyone this morning that will join us. I pray for them. I ask, oh God, that you continue to refresh them, renew them. Help them, oh God. Yes, to continue to walk upon those dimensions of their life, particularly their mindset, their, their thought pattern, because it defines, it regulates every other thing of, of our life. Help us, oh God, not to look at this as some cheap word, as some, well, okay, I'll do it. No, your life depends on this truth. So help us, Father, to live life in this understanding so we can continue to journey. Many want to journey further, but uh, there's a sound in the engine. There's a strange sound. They can't go further. It's not enough to have a full tank. I say it's not enough to have a full tank. What's the quality and the condition of your engine oil? Oh, hallelujah. Come on. Uh, hallelujah. What a word. Father, we thank you. Amen, friends. Thank you so very much for joining me this morning. Have yourself a lovely day. I'll see you again, hopefully tomorrow, as the Spirit of God permits us. God bless you. Keep amen, praying and keep waiting upon the Lord. Remember, waiting upon the Lord is not an act of being lazy. In fact, it is one of the most active spiritual duties you can engage yourself in. God bless you. See you again. Bye-bye.